Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hi, this is Natalie Lander, voice of Kinsey, Tara Brandford, Stargirl, and many others. You are listening to a W2Mnet podcast. You can visit W2Mnet.com for other podcasts about entertainment, video games, sports, and wrestling. You have a very fast trigger button there, Mr. Producer. Look, y'all are wanting to trigger. Y'all are wanting to say, "Hey, get ready to go, do all of this." And I happen to know about fast trigger fingers. Thank you very much. Okay, so the question at hand here is: Are we doing these before the news desk or after the news desk for our Survivor? We're doing it after. So all the predictions at once. Yeah, we're going to do all the predictions then or after. Okay, that works for me. Good evening, everybody. And now you kind of have an idea as well. And welcome to the kickoff of presentation of the W2M Network online at W2Mnet.com. I am your host of the kickoff. I am the voice of reason. My name is Terry Broadhurst. For tonight only, he returns to his original perch. It is the anchor man, Eric Watkins. Stay classy, W2M. And now with the status of the show, the unprofessional and chairman of the W2M Network, Casey Peasley. Uh, it's it's glad to be back. Uh, I mean, you know, we, we had a had a uh, rough week last week. Um, some changes will be coming to the kickoff. Uh, most notably, um, the Riz, Freddie Isbell, uh, has been called away on assignment to um, definitely uh, Cover the new expansion team coming to the league and the Chuckards of Idaho. Uh, Idaho not, Falls. Yeah, the Idaho Falls uh, is their exact location. Uh, so he will not be with us. Uh, he did get caught away for this uh, expansion team that has been uh, proposed and entering into the league uh, come 2021. So he will be covering them. He will be our, our uh, sideline reporter for all things Chuckards. So with that being said, you will be uh, graced by the three-man squad, the three-man band, if you will, of myself, Eric, and Harry going forward for the rest of the season. Uh, so I didn't want McIntyre. Oh, I'm Heath by, by no, no way. And Eric, kind you're dark enough to be gender. Uh, so, kind of by process of elimination, he's gender. <laughs> well, I mean, well, he is the only one, only person of color that we have. So, I mean, and true. I and I am a ginger, so I kind of automatically get Heath, and he's from West Virginia. That I also makes you leader of the team, which kind of pisses me off a little bit. <laughs> so, so yeah, so I uh, just want to give everybody an update. I mean. You know, our loyal three fans that do listen to us on a regular basis. Uh, we wish Randy the best uh, in his pursuit uh, being uh, the go-to guy for all things checkers there in Idaho Falls. 
with that being said, I'll turn it back over to Harry to give us an update uh, from what he has going on and all the news and notes from Eric as well. Uh, uh, technically speaking, yes, he is on assignment. However, there's also the whole collegiate thing for Randy as well. Uh, Randy is stepping away, at least for the foreseeable future, with his with his college semester going on as well, in addition to his work with the Chuckers. We wish, we wish Randy, but that's all, folks, nothing but the best. And we want to let him know that should he decide once the semester is over to return to the show, his spot will be here. In the downtime, once the season is completed, however, we will be looking for an interim host to go through the offseason with us, depending on Mr. Isbell's status for the 2021 season for the kickoff as well. The plan, the plan was to keep the show going year-round going forward. However, we may have to step away in order to find an interim co-host to fill the downtime, so we'll let you know. And plus, if you still feel like hearing Randy's voice lest we forget, you can always tune in to the r r Sports Report Tuesday nights, 9 to 11 Eastern, 6 to 8 p.m. Pacific, 4 to 6 p.m. Hawaiian, on KLCZ.com. And if you're in the Lewis and Idaho area, 88.9 on the FM dial. Yes, he still gets one more plug. I'm willing to bet it's probably listenable to in Idaho Falls. Now I'm curious as to where Idaho Falls is compared to Lewiston. I'm going to have to look that up after the show. All right, so we actually do have kind of a looser format than usual for the show tonight. This, this episode oh, got thrown Lord. together. This episode got thrown together. We all got thrown into disarray, disarray last week with Randy's assignment slash hiatus, which I still want to call this show Don't Hiatus with Duanus, Eric, if we can. Of course, that works. All right. Um, the game plan for this episode is Jason just gave you the status of the show, which as the co-owner of the network, it's kind of his, his realm to do. We're going to hit the news desk next. Eric will help lead us through that there. In addition, we do have a couple of our own personal stories to bring to the news desk, news desk as well, but we're not going to stay on the news desk for too terribly long. We will wrap up this episode with our Are You Serious and I'm a Survivor picks for the week. The show will return to its normal format next week. In addition to everything being kind of in chaos with chaos with Randy's departure. I don't know why I keep stumbling over my words tonight. In addition to everything being kind of in chaos with Randy's departure to cover the Chuckers, with the holiday being tomorrow as well, we're wanting to get this episode out for you guys to check out. We will return to our normal show format next week, heading towards the Christmas holiday and the conversation about the playing out of the rest of the college football regular season as well as the potential expansion of the NFL postseason, given one of the main stories that we're going to talk about in the news desk today. But um, if you don't mind, Mr. Anchorman, I'd actually kind of like to go first. Well, as long as I can let you know that from Idaho Falls to Lewiston is a nine-hour drive, and you would have to go in and out of the state of Montana, the floor is yours. So that means you can definitely not listen to KLCZ on the 88.9 dial in Idaho Falls. But you can listen on KLCZ.com. Yep. Your thoughts are with you, Randy. Your spot's waiting for you if you want to come back. 
All right, let's move on. Um, I'm going to start the news desk here, Eric, because I actually have a very touching story, which is kind of not status quo for this show. <laughs> well, I mean, it depends um, on how you define touching, because I mean, let's be for real here. <laughs> Family show. Giggity. All right. Thank you for that, Eric. All right. Um, You know, we've talked about it before, Mr. Watkins, that life is like a game show. Yeah, that's been in discussion from time to time. And apparently we're not the only people that feel that way about game shows. Um, We're not doing studs, we're not doing duds, we're doing news stories, but fuck it, I'm giving an honorary stud to Adam Thielen anyways. Mad respect. I saw what you're talking about. Mad respect. Those Alex Trebek tribute cleats that Thielen wore two weeks ago, fantastic, sir. Well played. That was my news story. Too bad that we couldn't have found a quick way to put that in the form of a question. We would have been dinged for that one. I would have. What is awesome show of respect by Thielen? <laughs> there you go. All right. I got uh, it. Jason, you had a um, you had a positive story as well to discuss for our news desk. Yeah, but I fucking forgot it because I deleted right, well, it. Well, while you're looking up the University of Kentucky story and how Eric, they well, honor one of their own that passed. Yes. Uh, oh, I remember the story now. If you want me to talk about it. I think he's still uh, looking can, on his can... phone for something. Get off your goddamn phone. I'm <laughs> trying to fucking find the goddamn story. About the offensive line coach. Yeah, that's what I'm... All right, well, while he's looking for the story so that way he can get proper credit, which now we're going to have to link this story in the show article. Eric, why don't you get us started with... Once again, COVID running wild in the NFL, particularly turning us from three Thanksgiving Day games to two. Well, your entire Thanksgiving week has been affected, both in the NFL and college landscape. Uh, First on the Turkey Day itself, the highly anticipated Ravens-Steelers matchup. Uh, About that, Baltimore had to close down their facility after multiple positive tests. The facility remained closed, and now, because of, at last count, nine players and staff testing positive and others placed on the reserve or COVID list, the game will be postponed from tomorrow, Thursday, to Sunday at 1.15. It will still be aired, however, on NBC. This is getting to the time of year to where the NFL's contingency plans may start to kick in as we're going towards the last of the bye weeks. And if you looked on Twitter, and rightfully so if I may add, there were many Steelers players who voiced their displeasure. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm torn in this. Uh, you know, obviously, this crushes NBC. Um, 
for one, uh, it crushes the hopes and dreams of everyone that, you know, likes to settle in because Thanksgiving Day is a huge football day for us. Uh, when they bring out the schedule, they always want that primetime game. Uh, and I don't think that we've seen a better primetime game on the slate in the past few years than a hard-hitting division rivalry like Baltimore and Pittsburgh. With this, you you kind of leave a big chunk of programming for NBC, for one, and a lot of uh, revenue ad-wise. But more importantly, I mean, it throws the, the scheduling into a disarray because playing on Thursday night, you get that extended rest uh, that you need going into the following week. Playing on Sunday you, and teams maneuver around that. So taking this, yes, it gives you the, the extra rest days, but it could become a scheduling nightmare because if this game gets postponed beyond Sunday, if we have more tes uh, test pop positive what do you do this late in the season honestly I'm going to go back to what I've said before and given the fact that they have the COVID the outbreak should have to forfeit well at this point I mean as we as I had mentioned the whole thing with teams running out of bye weeks because they end next week at week 13. The NFL has said either they expand the playoffs if they have to miss games or they go ahead and implement a week 18. I think they're going to be at the very least internal discussions for both of those. My question is, is I mean, and this is going to be a controversial statement, because that's just what I do. If if you, how can you punish somebody that, I mean, even if you're following guidelines you, and people are popping, how should that be punishable? I think if it's a case of a rampant outbreak such as this, I think there's no choice but to punish the organization for it especially if it's going to cause teams to have to miss actual games and everything, such as what's going on with the potential for the game between Pittsburgh and Baltimore to not even happen here on week on week uh, 12 now. If anything, just like with Tennessee, just like with Las Vegas, now that teams are league-wide in the most intensive protocols, there will be a very, very intense investigation into something like this if it does if it does happen where the game's postponed further or canceled altogether they'll be investigating baltimore thoroughly and if they find no wrongdoing you can't punish them nope you can't and then what do you do then then you're faced with the the issue of what to do next. Uh, and I, I think you're looking at the potential problem of uh, Pittsburgh being undefeated here as well. 
does this put an asterisk on a potential undefeated season for Pittsburgh if this game doesn't happen? This is why I say you go ahead and for Pittsburgh being undefeated, you force that week 18 because not only would you have an automatic buffer for this game to be rescheduled, Pittsburgh actually gets rewarded with that by having that rest that they so rightfully deserve in this case, getting forward to that stretch run. Plus, with creating and locking in that 18th week already, if you have other cases before week 17, you can just slot them in accordingly. We knew this season was going to be a cluster fucking a half. I, I would argue that by and large, it's actually worked out pretty well, given the amount of personnel involved in all the organizations and the fact that we've really only seen a couple of games have to be postponed directly because of the virus. Right. That being said, as we get further into the season, we have to take more elaborate protocols in order to prevent these things from happening. And one of the questions that I was going to ask last week, and I'll ask it here since we're since we're not doing and I've got a question segment here, is do you think we see a postseason bubble in the NFL? There's been, there's been discussion, but with the way that the NFL is operating, I'm going to go ahead and say no. Because even with all of the protocols and everything, Major League Soccer has so far done well without a postseason bubble. You already see what's going on with college football, and we'll touch on that a little bit later. The NFL, while privately they may entertain the idea and it's been floated around, you're not going to know about it publicly until it's absolutely necessary. Break the glass, hit the panic button time. All right. Uh, anything else to add on this on the college side of this story or, or on the NFL side of this story, or do we want to move over to the college side with a couple of major games not happening? Uh, I'm good NFL-wise, Jason. Yeah, I'm good NFL-wise. Okay. All right, well then, let's talk about the college games and a couple of rivalry games that were supposed to happen that, well, COVID had other ideas. Yeah. Does everybody know about Paul Bunyan's acts and how long that's actually been contested for? That's Wisconsin, Minnesota, correct? Correct. I know of the game. It, I don't know the details. It's uh, is it because it's one of the it's one of the top ten oldest rivalries, if I'm not mistaken. You are not mistaken, say, Jason. You're also I'm correct. thinking. I'm thinking it actually comes in with a uh, number on uh, number six. And I want to say close to 94 years. Actually, when you're talking with continuity, it goes back much farther than that. Because, well, oh, go ahead, Harry. I was going to say, well, then inform us of thoughts. Well, because of COVID-19 issues at Minnesota, 
Wisconsin will be facing their third cancellation of the season, which already puts them in immediate jeopardy for winning the Big Ten West. And well, it, to be fair, they lost the Big Ten West when Northwestern whooped that ass last Saturday. Well, and this also gives Northwestern an advantage because they now only need to win one of their final three games to book their trip to Indianapolis. But because of their third cancellation, they would be ineligible regardless unless the league average falls below six games. Not terribly likely yet. But this means that Wisconsin and Minnesota will not play each other for the first time since 1906. Technically, that's not Eric. Well, let me guess. They took some gaps before they started playing on an annual basis? No. Technically, they could be scheduled to face off each other on Big Ten Championship Saturday. No, because that's all because the league has already decided that that would be cross-division opponents. That's why they went ahead and immediately just canceled this game rather than postponing it for Championship Saturday. That's freaking stupid. Yeah, that's what I said. I figure with something like this, if Wisconsin nor Minnesota, especially if Northwestern wins... They're not going to be high enough in the college football playoff rankings, which we've seen. They're not going to be in the title game, which Northwestern would have that in hand. So instead of having two cross-divisional opponents, let those two play each other and let Wisconsin and Minnesota play each other. Okay, so just real quick before Jason chimes in here, another thing about that too would be I can guarantee you that if this were Ohio State-Michigan under these circumstances – there is a zero percent chance that they wouldn't be making that game up on championship on championship Saturday if it were at all possible. Completely agreed. Okay, so so uh, I'm going to give me some fridge here. So the the Paul Bunyan's axe started in 1948, which is 72 years battling over that trophy um because the first trophy before they started the paul bunyan's axe trophy was a slab of bacon so there there's that but they've had a hundred and twenty nine meetings um uh starting in 1948 they started the tradition of paul bunyan's axe uh was started so yeah, so I was pretty close. I, I said ninety some around ninety some years. So and it's actually seventy two yeah, uh, for the popping and act. So you split the difference. We'll give you credit for it. Uh, yeah. So I mean, I've got I've got a list. This is pretty interesting. Maybe we could do it uh, in the off season. Do a show on all the D one football. Um, rivalry games and break them down. I think it would be a nice off-season thing because there are so many to do. So we can look into. Yeah, be a nice little fun thing. I'd be in for it. Yeah. I'll send you guys the link to check out at your convenience. Alrighty. And while we remain on the subject of uh, prestigious D1 collegiate rivalries, there's another one that will be scrapped closer to Randy's neck of the woods, the Apple Cup, Washington, Washington State. 
The Krugers have been having their own issues with COVID-19. So, for the first time since 1945, those two teams will not meet. And for the second time this season, the Pac-12 hastily arranged a game to make up. So, instead of Utah playing Arizona State, with Arizona State having COVID outbreak, Washington playing Washington State, Utah will be playing Washington. Um, I would say it. I would say advantage Washington here. Um, uh, Utah finds itself facing a tougher opponent in the Huskies rather than the Sun Devils. I would argue that the Utes and the Cougars are probably on or about the same footing. They are, but this would really take a hit to BYU because they are begging to play teams to fill their schedule so they can at least try to creep into the New Year's Year's Six conversation. And the reported rumors for that were that one of the teams they reached out to play was Washington. Yep. (laughs) So, just dropping some knowledge there. What year did the Apple Cup not the rivalry, the Apple Cup start. I'd have to say... 72. I was going to say sometime in the 50s. Give me a year, Eric. 54. Uh, Eric's closer. He missed it by eight. 62 is when the Apple Cup started. Before that, it was the Governor's Trophy. Uh, the Apple Cup started 1962. Prior to that, it was 1934 to 1961. Governor's Trophy, with the first meeting ever being in November 30th, 1900. Score by five ties. Sounds about right for a 1900 game, especially under those scoring also, rules. Also sounds to me like Jason decided to use Wikipedia for the duration of tonight's show. Hey, this is like like this is like some really interesting stuff. Like I am I'm very intrigued. I mean it's got every every rivalry D one rivalry, like the the hundred miles of hate. Some rivalries I don't I've never even heard of. Like the hundred miles of hate. Um the battle for highway eighty two. Uh there's quite a few battles of the bell. It's a shame that they don't have the battle for 34th Street. Here, here's one. Here's one for you, Eric. The battle for the rag. No, she's not on. Never mind. <laughs> I was legitimately thinking, which one would that be? But anyway. <laughs> I thought you wanted the show to be 45 minutes, Jason. Yeah, but Harry, remember remember our all-fair conversations about game shows? We got to give him this one. He did win this conversation, yes, because I, I price his right rules. I'm over. See? Callback. <laughs> All right. Um, speaking of callback, do you have the Kentucky story yes. pulled up now? Yes. All right. Go ahead and give props to the University of Kentucky. So, uh, I've seen this. This was actually my So That Happened last week. And, you know, I want to give it a shout-out because it was a heartwarming story. Uh, the Kentucky Wildcats uh, lost um, 
uh, their O line coach, um, who died of his battle with cancer last weekend. Um, and they honored him in the game versus Vanderbilt by not lining up a, um, I think was, uh, was it left, guard? Left guard. Left, was left it guard? Okay. I thought it was the left tackle, but okay. All right. So, and, um, yeah, his left tackle. Uh, his left tackle that they didn't line up, so you're right. Uh, they they started the game by not lining up to the left tackle and took the and was penalized for a delay again in honor of the offensive line coach, uh, John Schlerman. I think that's how you pronounce it. Um, which Vanderbilt declined the penalty, you know, to show their respect. And after that, they had uh, senior left tackle Landon Young came in the game uh, wearing number 65. Uh, Schlerman was a four-year starter at Kentucky, uh, earning all ACC, SEC honor as a senior before going into coaching as a left tackle. And they did this to honor one of their own, which I think in this year is really – some of the good juju that you want to see uh, going on and giving us a little hope in humanity with all the negativity going on in the world. Was it 65 or 67? 65. 65. Okay, okay. So I, I conflagrated two different stories then because I remember seeing something about a number 67 as well. So, okay. Well, that was 69. Family show, Jason. Well, I was going to say, if you're talking about different stories, so that means you finally what, took my advice and got on Snapchat. That's great news. Nope. Still hasn't happened. Not going to happen. Mm, okay. Still safe. You're missing out. <laughs> All right. So that wraps up my so that happened that I had with the Adam Thielen story. Jason had a so that happened with the University of Kentucky story. Eric, do you remember your show that happened for last week before the show got canceled? Jerry Rice's son, Brendan, getting his first career collegiate. Was it catch or touchdown? Uh, I thought she was going to say uh, something about Kyler Murray uh, purchasing some real estate in Buffalo. My bad. The game was in Arizona, asshole. Yeah, but he owned but he owned Buffalo. Look, look. If we can't go around saying Hail Murray, we should just let this go. <laughs> I have to say, I have to say that was one of the most thrilling endings to a game I've seen in a long time. I wanted to uh, break you, every you can't, you, can't, you, you can't you can't take away from either one of those teams on that on that game. All right, I can accept that as a logic outcome to this conversation. Let's move on because yep. I'm going to get pissed off if we don't. And I was right. It was his first career collegiate touchdown at the University of Colorado. Speaking of which, Colorado's 2-0. Turns out it took a pandemic for them to become relevant again in the Pac-12. Well, I mean, it's the Pac-12 South, so what do you expect? Did you know? I think I saw a stat on that, actually. That the Pac-12 South has had a different winner every year for like the last six. 
Yeah, Colorado, Utah, UCLA, USC. 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 Uh, I think Arizona State won it one year. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure every team in that conference has won something. Like, I think they just tr- keep trading every year. It's like a merry-go-round. Except for the North. The North more or less belongs to Oregon. And 12th is fucking ridiculous, College Football Playoff Committee. But I digress. No, 12, you think 12th is ridiculous. BYU with their schedule, which they've been trying to put together, is 14th. That's highway robbery. But we ain't even talking about Uh, that right now. You think that's bad? How about having having your conference called the Big 12 and the Big 10, but the Big 12 has 10 teams and the Big 10 has 12 teams? 14. Big, Big 10 has 14 teams, sir. Well, shut up. It would sounded good in my head. You shut your four All mouth. Right. All right, Eric, back to the news desk. What else you got? Well, the news went from bad to worse on Joe Burrow. When he was after he was carted off the field against Washington, yeah, flashbacks anybody. Uh, he promptly tweeted, "You can't get rid of me that easy. See you next year." So Everybody automatically thought, this is bad. Well, the the scans came in, and it's even worse. We're not just talking torn ACL. ACL, LCL, and other damage in his knee. So, there's a possibility Uh, he won't be available for the start of the 2021 season. I apologize for stepping on your line here, but I believe it was the ACL and the MCL, not the LCL. Mm, you can look that up, but I heard as they reported it, ACL and LCL. I could have sworn I saw ESPN say MCL. Go ahead, continue. Uh, I'm I'm Googling. Uh, I am too. It was, uh, let's see here. So they did change it. ACL and MCL. You were right. I thought I it thought, was all. I thought it was all three. I ACL, knew for MCL. a fact. I knew for a fact that ESPN, when I originally saw the story on Monday, had reported that it was the ACL, torn ACL, torn MCL, and structural damage to the inside of the knee as well. Yeah, it was. The MRI confirmed for his MCL on his left knee as well as the ACL, will go into reconstructive surgery and rehab. Uh, It's multiple ligament injury. So I'm going to say with the ACL, MCL, he he did damage to his PCL too. So Uh, the, the report that I saw, if I recall correctly, the estimated recovery for this is approximately a full calendar year. Which means yes. if Burton does return, it would be midway through the 2021 season. And frankly, if he's your franchise quarterback, I'm not taking that chance of putting him out in the middle of the season to get his ass whooped. No, I do. There, the article I just read said they hope he's back for the start of the start of Week One, 2021. No, uh, no, no. no. Uh, they they need to change that to a two. You, uh, I mean. Adrian Peterson had a similar injury, 
and he is a freak of nature, and he rehabbed in a little around 10 months, and he was a genetic freak. Uh, I'm sorry, Joe Burrow is not a genetic freak and does not have the work ethic Adrian Peterson has, nor the the structure uh, of Adrian Peterson in his lower uh, extremities. So I'm looking, I'm looking at an 18-month recovery uh, table at this minimum. Point, at this point, if I'm Cincinnati, I either bolster the offensive line as much as possible, draft free agency, whatever it takes, or you will be fending off calls from Joe Burrow's agent with a cricket bat. Because they have plenty of time to try to get that situation fixed to where Burrow will be protected. And if that does not change, even though I know he's on his rookie deal and everything, he's going to want out. Because he will be getting calls from Carson Palmer and everybody else. So, is it Ryan Finley's time in Cincinnati now, or do they try to hit the free agent market? What do you think there? Uh, they're already out of it. They're what two seven and one, something like that. I believe, I believe so. So, and and this this conversation will dovetail into something later on in the show. Dun dun dun. Dramatic reverb. I was waiting for that before I continued. Yeah, just stick with Ryan Finley because let's face it, hardly any free agent would want to be to Cincinnati right now. So stick with what you got and then at least try to cobble something together in 21. Can, can I make a prediction? I want to, uh, Eric, timestamp this. Uh. Wednesday, 25th of November, 2020, 11.29 p.m. Eastern Time. 37.30 into the show. Ryan, Fitz, Ryan Fitzpatrick starts for the Cincinnati Bengals in 2021. Wouldn't that make his second stint with the team? I believe so. It would make sense. See, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see the Miami try to keep Fitzpatrick, though. So that way, uh, uh, not Murray, Tagovailoa has the learning tree still to grow under. It doesn't matter what Miami wants. If you have a, if you have a option to make money and be a starter, you turn it down to set the bench. Not to mention uh, Fitzpatrick already said with the fact that they benched him this early and kind of in some ways going against the plan that they originally had. This one broke his heart a bit. So, if I'm Fitzpatrick, I at least think about that if the opportunity does open up. So, yeah, well. All right, Eric, let's wrap up the news desk. What do you got? Two more stories? Uh, actually, just the one more because we tied in everything with Wisconsin, and that's the unfortunate passing of Cowboys strength and conditioning coach Marcus Paul. Long-time defensive back, has been on the coaching staff of a few different organizations, including Jason's New York Giants. Uh, a couple days ago, at the start of practice, well, before the start of practice, everything was essentially immediately shut down because he suffered what was only described at the time as a medical emergency. 
immediately rushed to the hospital, and the news broke today of his passing. A uh, cause of death still being determined, but this just shows things are fleeting. We don't usually talk about the Cowboys on this show, and if we do, we're making fun of them. Yay, uh, so happy birthday, Sean. Um, <laughs> Jesus, that got dark quick. <laughs> Anyways, what I was going to say was, I think that the issue here is the unknown in the current, the unknown in the current climate. I think you have a lot more teams, a lot more hesitant to have emergency personnel around. You have a lot more facilities that don't have the ability to treat people as well as they would be able to under normal circumstances. And I'm, I'm looking at the article on ESPN right now. Dallas Cowboys strength and conditioning coach. Yes, I will post the link so we can, uh, we can include it in the show description, Eric. Gotcha. With Dallas Cowboys. Happy birthday, Sean. Dallas Cowboy strength and conditioning coordinator Marcus Paul, who was rushed to the hospital Tuesday morning after experiencing a medical emergency, has died. The team announced Wednesday. He was 54. Surrounded by family, Paul died Wednesday evening at Plano Presbyterian Hospital. The cause of death has not been announced. I bet it was COVID. Um, see, I, I don't think so. I seen a car crash that was labeled COVID. Paul was treated by Cowboys. You guys don't get to, you know said that like a motherfucker. Yeah, for this instance, God, I am. Y'all are in the cell for me. I feel like you're Shawn Michaels versus Hogan. See, I'll sell that. That's funny. That's a good reference. <laughs> well played. All right. Paul was treated by Cowboys medical personnel and transported to a local hospital by ambulance shortly before 7.30 Central a.m. Central Time Tuesday. Coach Mike McCarthy canceled practice Tuesday and Wednesday, Wednesday's session ran roughly 75 minutes, which is considered to be closer to the normal given the circumstances. Paul joined the Cowboys in 2018 as an assistant to Mike Wosick. W-O-I-C-I-K, Eric. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Mm -hmm. And was named the strength and conditioning coordinator upon Mike McCarthy's arrival as coach. You can read the rest of the article when, if you want to check out the show description a little bit later on here. Uh, yeah, it's one of those things, man. I, um, I, I question how much the limited personnel at the facilities played into this as well as to rather or not they were able to get to him in time in order to be able to possibly save him with the limited staffing. You know what I mean, Eric? Yeah, I know what you mean. And the fact that with something like this, it was in, or probably I would assume, either in or near the area of the weight room before a lot of the players were really there. I'm sure there were some getting in early lifts, but it may have, it may not have. All of this is just going to be unfortunate question marks until either the Cowboys release statements or anybody else does, but... This is going to be something to really keep an eye on. The Cowboys will recognize and remember Paul before their Thanksgiving Day matchup against the Washington football team at AT&T Stadium. And it'll be the most uh, meaningful thing to happen over the course of about three hours. 
and then the Cowboys are going to lose to Washington. It's the NFC least. I anticipate nothing. Hey, 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 hey. You shut your whore mouth. Look, I'm sorry, but do you think a team that's in- four and seven deserves to be in the lead in a division? Hell no. That isn't what we're talking about. That is what we're talking about because technically speaking, the winner of this game is probably going to lead the division when Philadelphia gets their asses whooped by Seattle on Sunday Night Football. Uh, that would be wrong because dramatic reverb. We will be discussing that later. Eric, just because I missed it, um, I feel like we need one last cheers for Marcus Paul. Let me see if this is the right button. And even though it's his birthday, this one goes out to Sean. Oh, I was hoping you would boo him. (laughs) Who do you think I am, Jason? Do we have anything else that we want to touch on here? I have a non-football story to talk about real quick since we do talk, we do delve into the world of college basketball as well. Yeah, I'm good. Unfortunately, my non-football one would be best, best suited for soccer to the max. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. I know. It'll happen one of these days. Speaking of soccer, man, Liverpool played like shit today. Okay, we don't <laughs> talk about shitty sports. We've already discussed the Cowboy. That meets our shitty sports quota for the week. <laughs> okay, that's fair. All right, so that moves us into our prediction segment for the week here. I'm a survivor, and are you serious? I'm a survivor leader. Currently is Randy at five. That ends this week as a forfeit will cost him his overall total. I asked him if he wished to still submit picks. He declined. You have a pick for Mama Watkins, Eric? I do, as a matter of fact. She is uh, showing a little California love and is picking the L.A. Rams this week. Okay, so Mama Watkins is listed as L.A. Rams. So she's technically second currently. She's on a two-game winning streak. The person on the longest winning streak currently, and thus therefore making the first pick here amongst us, will be the three-in-a-row or the anchorman, Eric Watkins. And I have a delightful term that I saw for a book that I really, really want to buy even more so now. I am going to pull one fuck you as you go card for Randy, and I'm picking Miami. Because the Jets. (laughs) Because the Jets. To be fair, they did almost beat the Dolphins last time. Okay. Jason, you are on a one-game winning streak. You cannot take the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm going to take the aforementioned Homer pick of the Giants over the Bengals. It's not a bad pick, especially with Cincinnati losing their franchise quarterback. So you would join the division lead potentially at 4-7. and I mean, that's uh, like I said, uh, Brandy or Brandy. Jason can be wrong all he wants to later. And are you serious? 
there ain't not a damn chance Philly games close to Seattle on Sunday night. But anyway, my I didn't, official, take, I didn't take Philly. You you said we'll talk more about Philly Seattle later on. No, I said he said the division lead. I said we'll talk about that a little bit more later on. Oh, referencing the Giants that would be tied for the lead once oh, they I beat thought... Cincinnati. Not to mention <laughs> I'm seeing that and it wasn't Jason's pick, Harry. No, that's not that's fake news, sir. I, I I'm gonna have to go back here because yeah, I I I was angry earlier when I made my predictions, so I'm gonna have to change that. So I'll go mm-hmm. on that while you guys are doing this. Wait, wait, but, um, b- b- before you do, before you do, hang on, hang on. So that way this will be preserved and time stamped on the show before you do anything. Go ahead. Oh no, I'm already doing it. You go you do. All right, I have my picks. Hmm. There. All right, so, well, that, so that way, if anything goes on, and this can be directly tweeted at you. <laughs> did you notate in the picks that I that I originally took Philly and I'm stepping away from it? Oh, not just notated in the picks. I got a screen capture of it. Damn. <laughs> okay, and then watch Seattle whoop that ass on Sunday. Anyway, um... My I'm a survivor pick for the week, even though I have zero in a row, so I can take whoever I want to. I'm going to take the Arizona Cardinals over the New England Patriots. The downward spiral for Belichick and the rest of the Patriots continues this week. Kyler Murray bounces back from the lackluster performance on Thursday night football against the Seahawks. And Arizona stays in the thick of things in the NFC playoff race, which is not something New England can say currently. And down the Patriots. And Arizona beats another AFC East opponent. Below me, Watkins. <laughs> Damn. Hostile. Hey, hey, Hail Mary, full of air. The ball is with Nuke. Blessed art thou receivers who catch in triple coverage. But we ain't even talking about that right now. You leave your nun fantasies out of this podcast. <laughs> Well, hey, you know I have a habit of doing these types of things. But I'm... <laughs> was waiting for you to do that. All right, let's move on to our, our serious picks for the week. Um, Last week's winner, me. I hit both my games straight up. I had Northwestern over Wisconsin. I had the Rams over Tampa Bay. 2-0, 2-0, plus 24 and a half. Randy was 1-1, 2-0, one one, plus 24. Eric was 1-1, one 1-1, and one, one and one, plus 11. Jason was 0-2, 1-1, one one, minus 17. Man, I did better than I thought I did. Uh, Oklahoma State kind of screwed you, Jason. Yeah, I know. They got their asses handed to them by, by Oklahoma. Yeah, and that's the latest bedlam that might finally get Mike Gundy fired. One can hope. All right, let's move to our college picks for the week here. And are you serious? And we will start with the person who finished last last week, and that would be you, Jason. Okay, and we're starting with college? Yes. Okay, so let me go through here. I'm actually taking Texas Tech plus 11. 
Uh, who are they playing? I don't know because I didn't fucking look because I just put Texas Tech plus 11. Uh, that would be, let me find it here, Oak, Oklahoma State, which, uh, <laughs> which is a little ironic. Um, as okay. Oklahoma State was the team that fucked me last week, so I'm going against them this week. There is the level of irony there that must be appreciated. I agree. The uh, bad thing about it is, I didn't even remember that I picked Oklahoma State last year. I just took that. That was one of the first games that popped up. Uh, Eric? I know I shouldn't be doing this, especially after watching the last couple of segments with bad beats, but sometimes when something falls in your lap, you can't help it. Uh, give me a little bit of action and give me Kent State plus seven and a half over Buffalo. What is it with you and Buffalo this week, Watkins? Jesus. <laughs> I mean, I was torn, but I'm like, given all the other more extreme lines, I saw this and I'm like, that's actually realistic. Plus action. That is true. We are down for some action on this show. I will, I will attest to that. I'm going to the Big Ten, and I think that the close but no cigar effort for the Indiana Hoosiers last week against the Ohio State Buckeyes is going to have a carryover effect. I will take Talia Tagovailoa and the Terrapins. Sounds like a really awful band. Give me Maryland plus 11 and a half against Indiana. Well, I mean, to kind of settle things, yes, you can spell Talia without G, but you can also spell Penn State without D and W, so I feel better. At least our games are happening. Yeah, but you're still 0-5. I didn't say Penn State was having a good year. I also have the number six ranked team in the country right now. Where's Miami water, again? Water. Where's Miami? Where, where, huh? 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 Can't hear you. We're, we're still in the top ten. Thank you very much. And also ten. respected by the playoff committee. Tenth, and you're about to get knocked out this week. Mm-hmm. Is this week Vought Tech week for you guys? It was. Did it get canceled as well? Yes. Jesus Christ, Derek. Tell your team to get its shit together. We're trying. We tried. No, clearly you're not. All right, anyway. All right, well, the... well, how about we spend a nice little package in your own version of the turnover chain up to Gainesville? We promise we won't do anything to it beforehand. It'll be all nice and safe. Jason, your NFL pick for the week. Well, let me get back here. Eric is I... so... <laughs> I'm actually taking on my NFL pick for this week. I'm actually taking the Titans uh, plus three uh, uh, versus the Colts. Uh, I don't know. I think I think that this game's going to be uh, this is what I think it's the second time in three weeks that they played, uh, and, and won the first one in Tennessee, and and, and they shellacked them. I think. The, the Titans come back with a vengeance this week. Uh, I think they're getting a little bit healthier. 
and I think it's going to be uh, it's going to be a surprise pick. So, yeah, I'm taking the Titans uh, over the um, Colts plus three. That pick sponsored to you by everybody's favorite chocolate bar, Old Henry. I'm just going to say this. Uh, Indianapolis has been on a roll these last few weeks. Coming back and beating Green Bay in overtime this past Sunday included, who none of us saw coming. Yeah, Marquez Valdez Scantling must have thought otherwise. Yeah, he cost me a fantasy league game. I'm just saying, I'm 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 picking Indianapolis here. I think the Colts are taking this division. Like I said, when even before the season started, thanks to Old Man Rivers. Yeah, and then when he throws his third interception in the fourth quarter, then I'll be proven right, and Tennessee will begin their march to probably another nine and seven division win. Uh, Eric, how have your predictions worked out for you in the NFL this year? We really don't need to go that far now, do we? I mean, you're you're the one throwing out your expertise here. I'm just saying. All right, Watkins, who you got? Uh, In a battle of uh, marquee quarterbacks, we know Tampa Bay, especially when everything is fully clicking, they've been known to get into some shootouts and pretty close games. Kansas City especially, well, they can get into close games mostly with the Raiders. But I think with this one and with the evidence that Mahomes is even Tom Brady's man crush, I think he's going to do something to try to outperform and then try to figure out a way around COVID regulations to go see him in the locker room again. Give me the Bucks plus three and a half. All right. So my original pick <laughs> was Philadelphia plus five against Seattle. I then had time to think about that and realized that that was a stupid fucking pick. My official pick as edited into the pick sheet here is the one that I mentioned just a few moments ago. If Jason is correct and the Giants beat Cincinnati, they will be tied for the lead in the division with the Washington Redacted who go into AT&T Stadium tomorrow, Thanksgiving, we're recording Wednesday night for the sake of for the sake of time frame, and beat the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Washington plus three. Because who would have thought everybody would get the best matchup of the day between Andy Dalton and Alex Smith? All right, I, I'm just going to throw this out there. I'm going to live dangerously, and I'm going to, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be um, uh, I'm going to be my best imitation of Nick Foles that I can be with this. I just picked a 10, a 19 parlay for $10 to win $3,300. Real quick, before you do that, let me remind everybody that if you or somebody you know has a problem, remember to reach out to Gamblers Anonymous. But if you don't have a problem, you can also bet on Bovada. And if you have a problem, FanDuel will let you know when you try to log into your account, as I, as I recently found out. Remember, folks, we can't be bought, but we can damn sure be rented. Continue. But, but the, the, the picks that I have, and I'm going to go against the, the norm here. Some of these picks may please you guys. Uh, I'm taking Detroit plus three. 
you've already lost. No. Dallas minus two and a half. Okay. Go for two. Buffalo minus five and a half. I'd like to hope, but we've been susceptible to strong rushing teams. We'll see what happens. Giants minus five and a half. That's a pretty safe bet. Colts minus three. Oh, so wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. Stop. Time out. Flag on the play. So you're betting on the Colts, but you're taking the Titans in are you serious? Hedging. Yeah, I hedge it's, my bets. It's called hedging, Harry. No, it, it's called ridiculous because he's, that means in order to win both of these, the Titans have to lose by two and a half or less. It could be a two-point game. I hit both. Uh-huh. It's not, but um, Arizona minus two and a half. Well, that's a safe bet. I took Arizona outright. Uh, the Dolphins minus six and a half. Pretty it's fair. The Jets. Kansas City minus three and a half. Mm. It disagrees. And Seattle I, minus I, five. Eric disagrees. I don't. And then I agree with the Seattle pick as well. Yeah. So if I hit this and I win $3,300, I know what I'm going to do with my money. I, I, are, as, we as getting we, that, are we getting that girl from TikTok to be our new fourth co-host? Well, I would, I would, I would slide into her DMs and ask her if she wants to be uh, our fourth host just for the sake of you guys. Uh, but I, I found a Jeep Wrangler that I can buy for three grand. Oh Jesus! Again with the Jeeps. Okay. So I would add, I would add that. Hey, and I don't have to worry about buying Kenzie a Jeep when she turns fifteen. I already had it. See, I, I, I'm with if you or someone you know has a Jeep addiction, remember to contact. <laughs> I, I, see, I was with you as far as uh, asking any agar to be on the show. I would you know also, what? I'm just... I would have also been with you if you had uh, taken some of that and maybe used your influence with your current state of employment to uh, put in some good words about, you know, one of your fellow co-hosts, the one Milana Weintraub. I would have been fine with that, too. But really? Really? It just, it, okay. Okay. Wait, I see wait, how wait, it wait, goes. Wait, stop, stop, stop. Important question here. It's pronounced Weintraub? Yeah. Oh, sorry, All right. I thought the Y was silent. Mm-mm. Huh. Learn something new. Usually, especially when you're talking about uh, Uzbekistan and that's uh, mid-Central Eastern Europe, Ys tend to be pronounced more often. Sometimes as a Y, sometimes as an E, depending All on right. the placement. Let, let's act. Let's let, act like Eric on spring break with fifty dollars in his pocket and wrap it up. I think it's cute that you think he'd spend that much on condoms. No, I said $50 in his pocket. Oh, okay. But, but never mind. I'm reading too much into this. Uh, at Randy Isbell, the R&R Sports Report is on KLCZ.com every Tuesday night from 9 to 11. We hope to have Randy back with us eventually. We'll see what happens. Conversations will be had in the interim in order to deter determine the status for Mr. Isbell going forward on the show. In addition, 
honorary stud status to the Marshall Thundering Herd as well, who handled business on the Fountain game. If you guys want to hear, if you guys want a reminder of why they call it the Fountain game, make sure you check out the previous episode of the W2M Network kickoff in the archives on both W2Mnet.com as well as the other places, which I'll get to in a few seconds here. Jason, where can people find you online? At W2M Chairman on Twitter. And then there's a personal account, but if you reach out to him on that, he'll tell you to go fuck yourself. No, pretty much. No, actually, that one, I, that one is not even in use anymore. It's active, but I uh, forgot the password, so I don't even use it anymore. It's active, but ghosted. Yeah. Eric, where can people find you online? At Squid Sports Head on Twitter. This would have been a fine time to tweet El Superclasico Mexicano in La Liga MX, but, well, more important things got in the okay. way. <clears throat> but I will be live tweeting other stuff and giving out my opinions on the other things. You also know about finding me on Facebook. If you want to discuss tutoring and other services, find me under Eric Watkins. You know what to do. Guy, recliner, wine, etc. And if you're missing something in your life, you can slide into my DMs on Twitter. Go through a very strict vetting process and you can gain access to my dark Twitter, Snapchat, Telegram, etc. And as always, this plug brought to you by the fine folks at Rick's TNT LLC. Website coming soon, commercial coming soon, notary public services now available in the state of Florida. Um, commercial coming soon with a special added bonus shout out to wish well to Miss Liz Puglisi as well as her mother. And it should be the eagle everywhere that it matters. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, pretty much every major social media you can think of except TikTok and Snapchat. Not happening. This is under a different name on Snapchat. Don't worry. I get a feeling he's already set up an account for me, and I just don't know it yet. Not yet, but now that you've given me the idea. Jesus Christ. <laughs> of Latter-day Saints. <laughs> in addition, you guys can check out my ratings for the 2020 Survivor Series on the Grapple app at ETV the Eagle there as well if you're into wrestling. Um, if you're into wrestling as well, Jack of All Trivia is a wrestling trivia league that I'm involved with. I'm the heavyweight champion over there actually for wrestling trivia by all means come on over and check us out and if you think you're bad step on up you have I been just, listening i just might do that <laughs> you don't are want you threatening smoke. me are you threatening you me you don't want this smoke son you shit if i got on there and kicked your ass wouldn't you <laughs> Everybody's a comedian. You have been listening to the kickoff, a presentation of the W2M Network, available online at w2mnet.com. In addition, you can find us on all of your favorite podcast listening services, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spreaker, Podbean, CastBox. Hey, Eric, guess what? Spotify is here. And happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Yeah, we're not going to call out a DOTW on a week we're supposed to be thankful. Hopefully everybody has a safe, uh, safe, happy, and healthy holiday with theirs that they care about. And remember, if you aren't with the one you love, be with the one you're with.
Exactly. And be thankful that you don't have Mark Lamping in your team's front office. You're not getting away from me that easily. And be thankful you don't have crabs. But, well, unless, if you're listening to this show and you, you do have, have crabs. Unless you do have crabs. Do and have crabs. Yell at Jason on Twitter at W2. If you do have crabs, just hope James Winston comes by and steals them. <laughs> hey, Eric, where could they send all hate mail? Farmer at gmail.com. Thanks for listening to the kickoff, everybody. A presentation of W2. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.